Welcome to Beijing's Daily News. Today is the 21st of September 2022. We'll be covering the post-merge impact on Ethereum economics, inaccuracy in Uniswap TVL data, and some important crypto narratives. Let's get to it. On September 20th, Cumberland published an analysis of the Ethereum slash Nasdaq correlation on Twitter. Here's the full content. Ethereum and Nasdaq correlation is nearly back to the highs of the year, a feature which has overshadowed the idiosyncrasies dynamics of the merge. In price action space, this high degree of macroeconomic correlation has made it difficult for crypto native participants to extract alpha from their edge, the deep understanding of on-chain dynamics. That said, we've noticed a tendency of these participants to transact in dollars rather than BTC or Ethereum pairs. A vestige, perhaps, of the days when digital assets were wholly decorrelated from the broader world of low-volume post-GFC finance. Disconnecting from this mentality is potentially an important key to crypto winter survival. And against that backdrop, it is critical to monitor the performance of Ethereum BTC post-merge. The sudden disappearance of roughly 100 million per week of minor selling is an off-chain supply-demand feature so large and unignorable. That the manifestation of its impact is not a question of if, but rather when. At the moment, Ethereum BTC is trading on the local lows, perhaps the result of the buy the news, sell the fact crowd liquidating alongside the weak hands who held Ethereum USD close to their stops into an ugly CPI number. Over the longer term, however, it's nearly impossible to fight the flows, and the economics of these flows has shifted permanently. For reference. Look no further than the previous three Bitcoin halvings, during which that chain experienced a similar but smaller shift in the dynamics of stock and flow. In two cases, the grind higher began immediately, but in 2016, there was a 10% sell-off first. On September the 20th, DeFi researcher Ignas explained the problem of TRL Uniswap Analytics TVL data is wrong on Twitter. Their official analytics page shows TVL at 10.59 billion, but the real TVL is around 5 billion. First of all, Uniswap reports Ethereum USDC pool TVL at 320 million. By checking the LP smart contract address, we can see that the real TVL is just 175 million. This is a big difference that matters to investors, since investors and LPs base their decisions on correct data. It is crucial to report it right. For example, at which range point would you provide liquidity if you cannot be sure if the data is correct? So, how did it happen? In short, according to Ivan's research, TVL calculations do not account for swap fees. You see, every time a trader swaps on Uniswap, 0.01% to 1% fee is applied and paid to liquidity providers, who can then claim it at any time. But the current Uniswap data displays the figure as if no fees were ever accrued and collected. So the TVL displayed on Uniswap analytics deviates from the real TVL with each swap. Interestingly, Ivan is not the first to report the problem. Uniswap's core developer reported the issue already in November 2021. This issue is important to me and other researchers as well, as I track TVL changes on Uniswap often for my research. Yet. I had no idea the data was wrong. Uniswap should definitely add a message to the user interface with a disclaimer. It seems like the overall TVL data on DeFi Llama is correct, 
but Defar Lama does not show TBL for every single pull. On September the 20th, Maddie published an article called The Next Big Crypto Narrative. The following are the main points of the article. Your personal journey through the crypto cycle is not far from the archetype of the hero's journal. Getting from the point of return to a new quarter adventure takes a while. It's best to avoid the inkling and sit patiently for a while. Some are always ready for the next adventure, hailing every possible narrative as a supernatural aid, but supernatural aids do not come that often. Today, we are living in the real world of growing interest rates, inflation, and economic war. Here, it feels like the supernatural never comes. It's ironic that we laugh at fundamentals when times are good, but beg for the market to recognize them when times are bad. There's one I've heard of recently. It was given the name of Ethereum Merge. Although fundamentally a significant event, those who hope for fast salvation will be bitterly disappointed. This is not how things usually work. It will take time for such an important event to be widely recognized by the market. The greatest disappointment comes when those who are affirmatively called the bottom might rediscover new lows. This is when most lose all hope. Fear turns into disappointment, which then turns into lethargy. Things get boring and it will feel like we're going nowhere. Until we get to the new shiny thing, crypto narratives turn macro reactionary. So when there is a lack of innovation because everyone is busy getting sober and the technology does not change, we look outward to the world to change its stance towards this new asset class. This has been repeated over and over with Bitcoin, which reliably changes its narratives every now and then. Crypto has cried in unison that the institutions are coming since the market crash in 2018. Institutions came, but not when everyone was crying for help. They came when everyone was busy watching their bags pump. Next, the author introduces several hot topics of Web3, including DeFi 2.0, Web3 Business, and Web3 Social. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to beachingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account Beaching Ventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Beaching Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.